huge stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Welcome to the Dodgers Nation postgame show. Thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers get the dub in Milwaukee. They win by a final score of 8-1. to one. They win their fourth straight series. And just like the Padres series, they lose game one, and they come back to take two of the next game. And, and the Dodgers, they're headed home to play a series against the Padres starting Friday. But your boys in blue, they improved at 23-15. and 15. They're two games up on the Arizona Diamondbacks. And we're going to start with Clayton Kershaw. He was absolutely phenomenal. Clayton Kershaw is a master at his craft. And yesterday, the Dodgers bullpen, they unexpectedly had to pitch eight innings that go 24 outs yesterday. They needed Kersh to step up, and he did just that. He put this team on his back for the millionth time in his Dodgers career, and he was phenomenal. He allowed just one run, the home run to Contreras on five hits, had eight punch outs, no Walks went seven innings, was 19 for 24 on first pitch strikes, had 18 swings and misses today. He had the feel for that slider. He had the arm side command on that four-seam fastball. He was absolutely outstanding once again. And Clayton Kershaw, seven of his eight starts this season, he's pitched at least six innings. So we're going to break down his start. We're going to talk about this Dodgers offense that... They still continue to produce eight runs. They blow up again. It's the 12th time this year. They've hit at least three home runs. You had three home runs today, one by Freddie Freeman, one by Will Smith, and one by Mr. Miguel Vargas, who I want to talk a lot about because he looks like he is starting to break out. You're seeing those quick hands in the zone. You're seeing a more aggressive swing. He's starting to look more comfortable, and I think he is going to be a star. But let me know down below in the comment section, what are your big takeaways from this series win over the Milwaukee Brewers? Because, look, for our spot a pimple on a model moment, this series, the Dodgers, they go 7-4. They go 3-for-23 with runners in scoring position, hitting just 130 yet they win another series. Today they were two for eight. Yesterday they were one for nine. So, hey, if you're hitting the ball out of the park, that will take care of itself. But as always, I am looking for that Dodgers Nation comment of the day. If I see that, you're going to see one of these. If I get a fire take, you're going to see one of these. Fire take. If I see a little something that's kind of sus, but it's kind of funny, you're going to see one of these. Bruh. And, of course, I'm looking for that Dodger dog of the game. Dodger dog of the game. But here, let's jump into the comments section, guys. Thanks for rocking with us here on the Dodgers Nation postgame show. A special afternoon edition. We got Kershaw is the GOAT. That's from Jared Glenn. Yeah, why don't we just start right there? Kershaw is the GOAT. I'll start that as my Hornitos comment of the day presented by our friends over at Hornitos. Hornitos premium tequila. Please drink responsibly. Ding. Yeah, great comment there. He is absolutely the GOAT. You heard Dontrell Willis talking about how he gets uncomfortable when you say that around him. And, yes, that is who he is. He's a very humble guy, but still there's no question about that he – 
has at the very least entered the GOAT conversation. To me, there's no question that he is the pitcher of his generation. And look, it just backs it up. I mean, you saw a performance like today, a guy that's accomplished so much throughout his career, but his 2.48 ERA is the lowest career ERA in Major League Baseball since 1918. The closest is Hoyt Wilhelm, Jacob DeGrom's at 2.53, then you have Whitey Ford at 2.75, and Sandy Koufax at 2.76, and that's with pitchers that have thrown a minimum of 13 innings. So yeah, there's no question about it. He is a GOAT, and that does get thrown out a lot. He's the GOAT. He is him. But some guys, it just carries more weight because it's actually true, and Kershaw is absolutely in the GOAT conversation. And today, I just love how he stepped up in a big way. He did not feel good after his last start. You know when Clint Kershaw goes out there, if he gives up a home run, fine. If he gets hit, fine. But it's the walks that bother Kersh. And last start, it just wasn't the curse that we saw for six of his seven starts this season and against the San Diego Padres, there were just too many walks for his liking. He cleaned up his command and today he was just outstanding. I mean, last start he had five walks for the Padres that was only the 13th time in his career he had walked five or more batters in a game. It was the most since 2019. That was the same amount of walks he had had all season entering that start. So he looked much different today. He was crisp. He was efficient. It was 92 pitches, 75% strike rate. So, yeah, he was absolutely outstanding today. And it wasn't just any day. It was when the bullpen needed it most. That bullpen was absolutely taxed. Yesterday, they go 24 outs, eight innings. And how about Wander Suero? How about shout out to Mr. Suero, my boy, Mr. Clint Pazias. He Suero's by him. He was the advocate for him getting an opportunity. And you're starting to see him use that cutter, him go out there and really have no issue a veteran pitcher go out there and perform well like he did. Wander Swero, he goes two innings, had three punch outs, 27 pitches, 18 for strikes. So I was very impressed by Wander Swero today. And if he can be a piece that can help this bullpen, I like the fact that he is a veteran. I like the fact that goes with that cutter, he can get that swing and miss. I thought some of his his at-bats, I mean, if you saw the way he struck out Terang, I thought it was impressive. He was down 3-1 to count. He gets him looking at a cutter for strike three down there in the bottom of the ninth inning. In the bottom of the ninth inning, he got Winker. He struck him out looking on a cutter. Then Voight, he's got him striking out. He struck him out swinging on a change at the bottom of the zone. So very impressed with Wander Swero, but Clay and Kershaw, he is the man of the hour, King Kershaw. All hail King Kersh. Today he was phenomenal. He is my Dodger dog of the game. Dodger. Dodger dog of the game. Absolutely, absolutely the Dodger dog of the game. But we got uh, the Dodgers are finding their new identity. That's from Rick Uloa over on YouTube. Yeah, how about this Dodgers team? One of my big takeaways from this series is the Dodgers, they get to a lefty for the second game in a row. This Dodgers team, they entered the season as the worst team in Major League Baseball. They had the lowest batting average versus Southpaws, and they now are almost at the Mendoza line, hitting 197. They're 24th in the league against lefties. So, yeah, I was very impressed by by that as well. The fact that they were able to get to a lefty once again in Wade Miley. And yesterday they were fantastic as well. And yeah, I think the thing you're seeing too is there are different types of lefties. I mean, today you had a sinker slider guy works down the zone in Wade Miley and you saw the Dodgers hitters. They were underneath. They were getting their bat to the ball. You saw the home run from Will Smith. He drops his bat head down. He hits one out. And then yesterday they were working the top of the zone 
on the four-seam fastball. So they were able to have success even with two different styles of pitching against lefties. Yesterday, Eric Lauer, he goes three, he goes three and two-thirds innings. The Dodgers get three runs on four hits, had two home runs and a double. And today against Wade Miley, he goes he, he, in his... He ends up going, yeah, allowing seven earned runs today in five innings of work, allowing six hits, had three strikeouts and two walks, and he allowed three home runs. So, yeah, you love what you saw against a lefty today. The Dodgers going to work on a southpaw, and that's what you need to see from this offense. That is the only thing that keeps this offense from being, in my opinion, the best in the league. The absolute elite is their inability to hit with any consistency against left-handed pitchers. In this series, they get 10 runs on 10 hits, hit five home runs and a double, and eight Eight and two-thirds innings against a lefty. That is a very, very positive sign for this Dodgers team because, one, they were the last in the league. Two, they did it in different ways, different styles. So I was very impressed by this Dodgers offense against Sal Pauls. But do you guys think this is sustainable? Do you think that this team can have more success against lefties? Because I think that, look, you have Will Smith. You have Freddie Freeman. You have some of the better hitters in the league. There's no reason why they can't hit left-handed pitching. And that's why I was such a strong advocate for Miguel Vargas. That is why I am the conductor of the Miguel Vargas hype train. That is why I am the guy who's driving his bandwagon because we need another right-handed batter that can rake against lefties, and he proved that today. And with the home run he hit there, in the sixth inning. So, yeah, we're going to dive into that. We're going to break that all down, too. But let's go down into the comments section. We got EB, Hornitos, <laughs> Daniel Reyes. Kershaw should definitely be the Dodger dog of the game. I'll give you another one. Dodger dog of the Vargas game. has such a natural right-handed swing. That's from Timothy Sandhill. He absolutely does. And for me, it's... The combination of I can lay off pitches out of the zone. I can still see multiple pitches in that at bat. I can work the pitch count up. But then also, if I get my pitch to hit, I'm going to take off on it. It's the combination of having a good eye, play discipline, match with his aggression. That is what I think makes him a special hitter. And I think he is going to be a core member of this Dodgers team for the next 7 to 10 years. I think he's going to have the longest, most fruitful career of any of these young Dodgers. And that is because that swing, it's in a good. It's a otherworldly swing when it comes to just he's just 23 years old and he's able to control the barrel like that. He's so effortless. I see the follow through. I'm almost seeing some Manny Machado on the follow through. Tell me I'm crazy, but I see some some of that uh, that Manny Machado follow through there. But we got Carnivorous Lunar Activity, Daytime Dodgers and DMAC, the 3Ds. What up Carnivorous Lunar Activity? Look, you know I had to come correct with a, a PM, an afternoon, an afternoon postgame show. Rock with you guys here because look the Dodger team this Dodger team they are playing well they are getting it done and they win another series and yeah how about Clayton Kershaw stepping up in a big way how about this Dodgers offense giving Clayton Kershaw the run support not force him to go out there and eat innings in a nail biter so I think everyone stepped up to really help this bullpen take a nice much needed day of rest with the exception of Mr. Wander Suero who also stepped up big. So, yeah, we know that they needed a reprieve. We know that they need a little respite on the day they had yesterday. And, yeah, they, the Dodgers did exactly what they needed to do, especially when you consider tomorrow you have the off day, you travel back home, and you get those arms ready to roll for another big series against the San Diego Padres. But yesterday you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven relievers combining for eight innings and 24 outs. Today, one reliever in Wander Suero, who goes two innings of scoreless ball. <clears throat> 
Ah, here we go. We got nice home run for the boys. Nice. Oh, here we go. That's from pound for pound. Nice plane ride home for the boys. Yeah, you got the happy flight home. And just like the flight from San Diego to Milwaukee. But in this case, they're going home for a big series. But we got Go Dodgers. That's from Bruce Hecker. We got Jorge C. What's good, D-Mac? Let's go Dodgers. Yeah, let's go Dodgers. This team, look, a two-game lead in the NOS. They're sitting at 23-15. and 15. The offense is looking like with Will Smith in that offense, they're a different team. And this series proved that once again. He goes three for four yesterday. Yesterday, today, he gets another home run. This team, their success or failure, I think it's predicated on two players in particular. I think it's Mookie Betts, and I think it's Will Smith. When those guys are going, this the, this offense, they can hit with consistency. They can score runs. They can play runs all game long. And I think those are the two heartbeats of this Dodgers offense. I think Freddie Freeman's always going to come through. I think you'll see him fall into some slumps at times, but it was great to see Freddie Freeman have a two-hit game. And heading into this series, I asked to see a couple things out of this series. I wanted to see one, Noah Syndergaard have a good start. Well, I did not get that. I didn't get that from Cinder Guardians of the Galaxy because he's Mr. Blister. They tried to super glue it up like they did in the Ridge Hill days, but unfortunately, he was bleeding. Kind of got the the blister because of the seams there. He was a sinker ball pitcher, so I didn't get that, but a couple things to ask for, I did get. I did get two good offensive showings against left-handed pitchers, and also I got Freddie Freeman hitting with runners in scoring position. And you saw today there – First first run he provided there in the top of the fourth, he got the Dodgers going with the home run. A 0-1 pitch, Freddie Freeman homers to center for his sixth of the year. Slider away, put a great swing on it. And the next batter up, a 1-0 pitch to Will Smith. He homers to left to make it 2-0 Dodgers. And the Dodgers get two runs on two hits off two home runs there in the fourth inning. But then jump to the top of the fifth inning. James Altman, he pops to short for the first uh, for the first out. And then Miguel Rojas, he singles to left. We're going to talk about Miguel Rojas in just a second, too, because I've seen some very positive signs for him. I think he's turning the corner just a little bit to make himself a respectable hitter at the plate. All we're looking for is respectability. We're looking for professional athletes bats from Miguel Rojas. If he can hit 250 and above, I think he secures that spot as the shortstop because the defense has been stellar at times. You know you can trust him as a veteran shortstop. Last year, 15 defensive runs saved. You can trust him at that position and he has really turned things around at the plate since returning from the IL. So we'll talk about Rojas in just a second, but that inning top of the fifth, he gets a one-out single to left, and then Rojas steals second, and then Contreras, he throws the ball into center field. It goes as an error, and Rojas, he advances to third, and the next batter up, Trace Thompson, he draws a seven-pitch walk, and then Austin Barnes, he draws a walk, and then bases loaded, he pops out for the second out. Mookie, uh, Freddie Freeman pops out for the second out. And then, and then, uh, the Barnes walked, and then he pops it to the second for the second out. And the next batter, one will pitch Freddie Freeman. He singled to right to score Rojas and Thompson to make it four to one. So a hit with runners in scoring position from Freddie franchise, Fredericks of Hollywood, to make it four to one. And that is exactly what you want to see because Freddie Freeman, he was the most reliable Dodgers hitter last season. He's a guy that you want up there at the plate with runners in scoring position, and he led all of Major League Baseball 
with a 391 batting average with runners in scoring position. Well, that number so far this season, it has been down. He's been hitting 167 with runners in scoring position. That's good for 159th in the league. So he was first last year. That He's down to 159th this year. So to see him come through with a clutch base knock there to give the Dodgers a 4-1 lead, that is something I asked for and something that I received. The next batter up, Will Smith, he flies out for the third out. So the Dodgers there in the fifth inning, they get two runs on two hits and an error. And you're feeling really good about that, giving Clayton Kershaw a four-run lead into the bottom of the fifth. And then you jump to the top of the sixth inning. So top of the sixth inning, Chris Taylor, he's he's lead off, he leads off and gets hit by the pitch. And the next batter, Miguel Vargas, a 3-2 pitch, seventh pitch of the at-bat. He homers to left, 404 feet, his fourth of the year. Nine of his last ten hits are extra base hits. And there's another one right there. Miggy Vargas getting Miggy with it. He's doing absolutely just that. Off-speed pitch, a cutter down and in. He turns on it, and that puts the Dodgers up 6-1. to one. So go back, watch Miguel Vargas, watch those hands at work. And I'm telling you, James Alman, he came out of the gate strong. He was the talk of the town as a rookie, and he's been fantastic as well. But it's great to see Miguel Vargas getting it going. Let's check out that home run right now. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Uh oh. Uh oh. Miguel Vargas. The Dodgers up six to one, and it's just effortless with him. And on a three-two count, great two-strike hitting, and you are seeing him emerge. You're seeing his confidence continue to grow, and he's doing what he's done throughout his entire career, just absolutely raking. He's hitting every level, and I think you're going to see him really pick things up. And look at the exit velocity, 107.4 miles per hour off the bat, 28-degree launch angle right there. So, yeah, that definitely is one of the big takeaways from this series is, yeah, Miguel Vargas is a guy that what he accomplishes is he provides some pop in the bottom of that lineup. I think at this point, we can feel really good about what they're going to get from the top of the lineup. When you have the likes of Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Will Smith and Max Muncy. When J.D. Martinez comes back, he was at the top of the league when it comes to extra base hits. You know what you are going to get from the top of the Dodgers lineup. They are going to be able to produce. The only question is what do you get from the bottom half of that Dodgers lineup? Can guys like James Altman and Miguel Vargas and Chris Taylor, Miguel Rojas, 
can they step up and produce for the entire season? Because if they do, that makes this a dynamic lineup that I think is in the conversation for the best in the league. But let's jump back in that comment section. We'll keep breaking it on down. Great win. Go Dodgers. That's from Joseph Perez over on Facebook. We got carnivorous lunar activity. I'm working. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, I just want to say sorry to all your bosses if I have hurt your productivity. But hey, it's Dodger baseball. Your team is starting to roll again. Their fourth straight series win. Their second straight series win where they dropped the first game and they came back to win the final two. So I think it was a very impressive series win for this Dodgers team that is in between big series against the Padres. They played a Sunday night baseball game on ESPN, and they still had to travel to Milwaukee. They had to sleep at that haunted hotel where the lights were probably flickering all night, and you probably heard ghosts, and it was just not a fun experience. Mookie Betts was in some mansion offsite somewhere because he's scared of the ghosts, and yeah, I mean, he probably sleeps with the light on, right? So he probably, this, this team definitely, that first game to me was a schedule loss, and I think they could have easily taken all three. But here we go. Back to the comment section. We got CT3 shouldn't be hitting fourth. Look, I mean, it's temporary, Craig. I mean, you saw, look, two nights or two nights ago, or he hits the two-run home run, right? I mean, he's he has been able to produce. It's just for Chris Taylor, it's being able to avoid the strikeouts and hit with consistency. But look, the reality is that when everyone's healthy, you're not going to see him batting cleanup. It's just at the moment with J.D. Martinez, who is expected to be back very soon, he's going to be he's going to return. So as soon as he gets back, I mean, you're not going to be seeing him there. And really the lineup you're going to see Max Muncy and J.D. Martinez. You see Will Smith there in the three hole. And really that kind of takes care of itself. But yeah, Monday he hit the home run, had the two RBIs on Monday and yeah, I agree. I mean, he's not your natural cleanup hitter. There's no question about that. He's not someone that you would have as a cleanup hitter on a World Series winning team. But right now, I think it's a way to kind of jumpstart his offense, get him some better pitches to hit, get him into some better situations with runners on board and see what he can do. And yeah, for the most part, Chris Taylor, he has picked things up of late. He is an above average bat, and that's kind of the big key with him. But yeah, you're probably not going to be seeing him hit clean up very much longer but uh, I don't think that's a very big issue right now look the reality is he has picked things up he's still batting just over 200 at 207 but seven home runs 17 RBIs has a 777 OPS like I said it's around six seven percent above league average offensively so he actually has quietly turned things around this season hopefully the Lakers start as strong as from BC we got yes it was a great win today that's from Diane Schroeder we got Daniel Reyes Miggy Rojas is coming around with the the bat yeah he did he has and he gets two hits today and I think the important thing for Rojas is just to go up there and not put a ton of pressure on yourself to try to get extra base hits sometimes that swing looks a little heavy it's a swing that I think would benefit from just trying to get the bat on the ball shorten it up with just a little bit and I think you're starting to see he isn't trying to do too much and I think it's starting to pay dividends and also too you have to point out the fact that he is healthier I mean he dealt with injuries early on the groin injury the hamstring injury and it's, it's evidence today that he's looking healthy once again because he's moving around well covering the shortstop position 
And he started the year before the IL, Miguel Rojas. He started the year four for 32, hitting 125. Since returning from the IL, he's gone seven for 25, hitting 280. So, look, like I said, when the Dodgers signed Miguel Rojas, if he could look anything like the 2021 version where he hit 265 and playing stellar defense, that is all this team needs. They just need him to be respectable at the plate. And it was nice to see him get two base hits. And he's really looked a lot better since returning from the IL. And that's going to change a lot of things because if you can trust him in that position to at least contribute offensively every now and then, come through with some key base hits, just not be an automatic out out there, then, hey, you don't have to worry about playing Mookie Betts at the shortstop position. You can keep him in right field where he's a six-time Gold Glove Award winner and he can focus on giving this team what it needs offensively. So it definitely is very important for him to play that shortstop position, but you can't have a shortstop who who's hitting 125, a guy who is 76% below league average, which is what he was at some point this season. So he definitely needed to turn it around, and he has started to. So, yeah, it's a great point. Daniel Ray is over on YouTube. Moose 1032, I'm telling you, Doug, the young guys are the fire and heart of this lineup. Yeah, I mean, they continue to produce. And, look, I've spoken to some of the guys, and it does re-energize you as a veteran player to see young guys starting to figure it out in this league starting to carve out their role on this team and James Albin he's still in the rookie of the year mix he still hasn't completely slowed down I mean he had a slump they addressed some things mechanically with his swing he made some adjustments kind of opened that stance a little bit and he's continuing to just impact the game yesterday I mean as a base runner as the guy who can steal bases and get into scoring position, score from second on singles easily, get under tags, run the bases with furious abandon, reckless abandon. And today he came through once again. I mean, we're going to talk about defensively. He did have that play. It was in the fourth inning, I believe. Yeah, bottom of the fourth inning. Where was it? I think it was the third, fifth. Let's see here. Yeah, and it was the bottom of the fifth inning where Voight doubled to to left. And, yeah, under, uh, Altman just gets under it. Altman just kind of gets under it with the shadows. He kind of took the wrong angle at the beginning. And he just has to get used to ballparks around the league. He actually told me that, that, hey, one of the big adjustments to playing center field at the big league level is getting used to how all these ballparks play. And in that case, he tried to make a highlight play. He got close to making it, kind of just took the wrong angle there. And I think a lot of that had to do with the shadows. So just a rookie mistake. I mean, there's really nothing else you could say about that. A rookie mistake for James Albin, but he has definitely showed a lot of progress there, adjusting to these new big league ballparks. And yeah, it was kind of a hard hit ball by Void. It just kind of had this like tailing action there. It just felt kind of weird. But yeah, I mean, the Miguel Vargas is producing. James Altman continues to produce. Today, James Altman, he ends up going... He ends up going two for four. He hit that double there in the eighth. And yeah, I mean, two for four for James Altman. You got two, we got one for five for Miguel Vargas at two RBIs. So yeah, that is exactly what you need, not just for this year, but for the future. And it is absolutely a great sight to see that they're both playing well at the same time. At the beginning of the season, Altman, he was on a tear. Miguel Vargas was still trying to figure things out, dealing with some injuries at the time. Now you're starting to see them produce and they're batting right Right there, back-to-back in the lineup. And I think that, really, they feed off each other. And I think the veterans feed off the success of this youth movement as well. And hopefully, too, we'll have Gavin Stone 
produce at some point and get his opportunity to really show what he can do. Very successful road trip. That's from pound for pound over on YouTube. Craig Osterberg, one Dodger game down, one Laker game to go. Yeah, you guys hide for the Lakers. They're going to close things out in in San Francisco against the Dubs. I, I don't know. It's going to be tough. But uh, Miguel Vargo just got hot with another fire take. That's from DKM. My man, Alvin cooled off a little now. Vargas is heating up. That's from pound for pound. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you're going to have ebbs and flows. You're going to have peaks and valleys in your season. It's just trying to minimize those slumps. It's trying to minimize those cold spells. And I think it's an important part of the process of becoming a big leaguer. I mean, we are in a sport where you fail the majority of the time, and you can still be the best player in the world if you do just that. If you go three for ten every time, you are going to be an all-star, right? So I think it's important for them to experience these slumps, to see how pitchers adjust to them, and to see the kind of adjustments that they made back. But yeah, I think I am very impressed by how James Altman, who definitely hit a cold spell, has been able to kind of bounce back pretty quickly and adjust on the fly. And you can see that stance a little, a little opened up, a little wider. So look, I mean, James Altman on the year, he's still been phenomenal. A 952 OPS hitting 281, eight home runs, eight doubles, three triples. He's a threat on the base pass defensively. He's looked the part. He has had made some mistakes, but for the most part, he's played that center field position very well. And look, you're talking about a rookie holding it down in a very important position and filling the shoes of a Cody Bellinger who has won a gold glove. Yes, it was in right field, but yeah, I think that's very impressive to see what he can do. Miguel Vargas, if you look at his numbers as a whole, a 111 WRC plus, that'll go up today after that home run, but a 768 OPS, he's hitting 219. And if you look at in the last 15 days, James Altman, a 700 OPS, he's 11 for his last 49. So, yeah, he definitely has had a little dip in production, but he is starting to pick it up. Last six games, he's gone five for 21 with a home run and two doubles. And Miguel Vargas, not that much better in his last six games, hitting 143 with a 741 OPS. But you're starting to see flashes more often. You're starting to see him really figure things out at the plate with the extra base hits. That was really the missing ingredient for Miguel Rojas. So, yeah, I mean, this team, they're winning despite poor numbers with runners in scoring position. They are relying on the home run ball at times, but hey, you really can't complain when you're hitting three home runs and you're bludgeoning the brew crew. But here we go, down below in the comment section. But yeah, guys, please smash that like button. This is your show. I'm just hosting it. If you're new to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, tell your friends about the show, share the show. would really appreciate that. That's from Daniel Reyes. Dodgers right now are shutting everyone up who is doubting them look Daniel Reyes it's still a very early season I think the pitching staff as a whole save for Clayton Kershaw and Julio Arias we still have to see what we have from the other pitchers in this rotation for the entire season will Tony Gonsolin pitch like an all-star will Dustin May continue to make strides will he make the all-star team what will they get out of Noah Syndergaard will Gavin Stone come up and contribute if he gets called upon how will Ryan Pepio look after he heals from the oblique injury will Michael Grove get another opportunity so there are still some questions and some valid questions when it comes to this starting rotation even Clayton Kershaw can you count on him to pitch more than 130 innings can he get close to 24 starts I mean 
That, to me, is one of the big questions. And, yes, this team has proved a lot of their doubters wrong so far. And, yes, they picked it up after a very mediocre start. But it's a very, very long season. This month, I think, is going to set the tone for the rest of the year. I think it's going to go a long way in determining what kind of season this team has because you got the Braves on the road. You got the Rays on the road. You got another three-game series with the San Diego Padres. Let's say they sweep the Padres and they take five of the first six against San Diego, build a nice little cushion here in the NL West. That's going to really set the tone and make a statement about them meaning business this season when they're on their revenge tour. Look, this is the revenge tour season. They know what happened last year. They know that they're the only team to win more than 106 games and not even make it to the NLCS. So, there's a lot riding on this season, but like I said, there are still legitimate and valid questions when I think when you aim them towards this starting rotation. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw, he's fantastic. He's the GOAT. We know that. This guy is a walking Hall of Famer, but still, he hasn't made more than 22 starts since 2019. So, very curious to see how deep he can get into this season without an IL stint. He hasn't pitched more than 126 innings since 2019. So, that's already four seasons right there that he hasn't been able to go deep into the season without avoiding injury. So if he can pitch at this level and avoid injury, hey, I think we're talking about a guy that could buy for a Cy Young. But here we go. Back to the comment section. Dodgers dog of the game goes to Rojas because he's been struggling but showed up today. Yeah, I love the fact that Miguel Rojas is getting a lot of love. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. I love the fact that we're being complimentary of a guy that really has had his issues at the plate with the stick. But yeah, like I said, when you can play the shortstop position, one of the most difficult positions in all of professional sports to be able to hold down, if you can do that with at least an average bat, you're going to feel good. So at least for now, all the Miguel Rojas haters, they're going to sleep. And when I go to sleep, you guys know what I do. I put on my Manta mask. And Manta Sleep, they make the world's best sleep masks and sleep accessories. Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have the energy to live your best life. Check out MantaSleep.com today so you can sleep better anywhere, anytime. Get your Manta mask today. Use the code DN2023. So, yeah, don't sleep on this Dodgers team. Don't sleep on Miguel Rojas. And, yeah, this Dodger team definitely made another statement today. So, yeah, we'll get some more comments here. Broke down. Yeah, Kershaw's start, I mean, really was phenomenal. 
the Dodgers offense at one point throughout this game, 12 of the last 17 had reached. They could have actually won by double digits once again, but still left some ducks on the pond in key situations. I think top of the eighth inning, they had another golden opportunity to really blow this thing even more wide open than it already was. Chris Taylor, you struck out with the bases loaded, but still this team definitely has improved in their ability to hit left-handed pitchers in different ways. I Like I said, getting underneath on some of those sinkers and cutters and sliders, some of the breaking stuff today from Wade Miley, I thought was very impressive. And Miley, he had allowed just six total earned runs in his last four starts. So, yeah, Dodgers did a great job of just working the count. He was falling behind hitters. They took their swings early. They went deep on him. The three home runs, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, and Miguel Vargas. And, yeah, this Dodgers offense also being able to score with the stolen base, too, encouraging it. Miguel Rojas stealing that base. He had the air. So, yeah, I love the way that they're mixing things up. But Diane Schroeder, $20. You know that's going to my show, Hey Fun. Might have some afternoon carne asada fries. $20 for my friend saying Chug McCain. Hey. Chug McCain, they shoot us some Chug McCain Hornitos, tequila in the middle of the day I don't know, I got some work to do after this But uh, conservative Zach, Dodgers are tied For third right now In all of Major League Baseball Yeah, I mean, if you look at this At this team, it's just what the Dodgers do I mean, that's why I picked them to win 97 games when a lot of people Had them winning 82 games A lot of people had them winning 90 games As their ceiling, but I look at this organization's ability to always have the advantage around the edges. When it comes to game planning, when it comes to scouting, when it comes to depth, that is what plays up in the World Series. Look, in the regular season compared to the postseason or the World Series, and look, if this team, that's why they lost the NLDS, because it was a shortened series. It was a five-game series. Depth shows itself in the course of a 162-game season, and I think you're seeing that right now, and you're seeing a Dodger team that that's all they know how to do in the regular season is win. They've also had success in the postseason, but they have this regular season thing figured out. And if you look at their record, only three teams have better records. The Tampa Bay Rays at 29-8, and eight, who Dodgers beat in the 2020 World Series. The Atlanta Braves, they have the second-best record in the league, the best record in the National League. They're sitting at 25-11. and 11. The Dodgers, they go to Atlanta later this month, so I'm very interested to see that series and how the Dodgers fare there. We know at Truist Park, it can be a battle. And the Baltimore Orioles sitting at 23 and 13. So, yeah, Dodgers, they're also, they have that 48 plus 48 run differential. I mean, they're right amongst the leaders when it comes to best teams in the league. And this is coming after a slow start. So, this team can finish this month hot. They can be right in the mix for best teams in baseball. And they currently are. Noah Blistergard, carnivorous lunar activity. You know, that's going to get you a call tonight. That's getting you a comment of the night. So we got DMAC needs a new set of contacts. Oh, okay, I don't get that one. We had Noah Blistergar. That's my Ornitos comment of the day. Uh, we got Verdell Newsom when Freddie gets hot. That's what makes the Dodgers that much harder to stop. That's from Verdell Newsom. Yeah, having that left-handed hitter that can hit to all fields and get his bat on the ball, also hit for power and consistency, that is why you see him do so much damage because he is, when he's at his best, when it comes to hitting for average, He's the guy that can hit for the most consistency, and that's what he did all last year. And he did actually have a little bit of a lull at some points at the start of the season, and then he took off and he never looked back. So I'm really hoping that we see that this year. And he really starts to really 
get things going on a, even a higher level. Because last year, yeah, Freddie Freeman, he led all of Major League Baseball. He led all of MLB with 199 hits. So that was a career high for Freddie Freeman. So I want to see that. I want to, he led the league in hits. And I think you're going to start to see him getting it going a little more consistently. And that was one thing I wanted to see this series. Like I said earlier, him hitting with runners in scoring position, him getting his bat on the ball. And today you got the two different sides of Freddie. You got the Freddie that gets his bat on the ball and gives you an RBI. And then you also get the home run version of Freddie. So that's definitely when you know he's really clicking at the plate is when you're starting to see him do it from all angles. So, yeah, definitely – and that's definitely a very, very encouraging sign. Having Freddie Freeman absolutely get it going at the plate. We got there 168 people here and 26 likes. Smash that like button for DMAC. Thanks, Diane Schroeder. Always promoting the show. We appreciate you. But hey, the good thing is people are probably at work, probably doing some other stuff. And when they get home, they can watch the game. They can watch this. They can get all caught up. So I was expecting that just a little bit. Justin Lamas, Betts, Otani, Freeman, Smith, Adamas, or Anderson would be a dangerous top five next year. Justin, yeah, those are names that you hear me throw out pretty continuously here on the Dodgers Nation postgame show and the Dodgers dugout program. And yeah, I mean, any of those guys who add to this line, they're going to be that much better. I think, of course, Shohei Otani is in his own category. The other two, you got shortstops that don't have very much team control. Adamus, no team control after this year. And Tim Anderson, that club option. But, uh, a couple more here, guys. We'll let you enjoy the rest of your day. Get you back to work. I'm getting calls from your bosses. They're complaining. We got DKM, James Altman. James Altman got hit by the ball and did nothing. That's James Tuffman. Hey, I like that. That's a good one. I'll give you a fire take for that. Fire take. Time to get ready for Lonnie Walker's show. Yeah, Lonnie Walker's statue outside of crypto is going to be crazy. They got to retire number four. I'm just saying. George L. DMAC, have you seen Correa hitting 180? Tougher to hit when you don't know what's coming, right? George L., that's a fire take. Yeah, look, he's gone up to a slow start. If you watch this show, you know that I wasn't high on the idea of signing Carlos Correa. And mainly it was because I think you look at the fact you would have had to pay him the amount of money that he was after. He was going to move to third base, but also... I mean, his leg, his injury issues, that was also a big question as well. That's why I picked him to go to the Giants. And I was right for about 24 hours. And, yeah, he'll pick things up. He hits the ball hard. I think he's still going to be a really solid to great player for that team for years to come. But, yeah, I mean, hitting 180 to start the year, it almost feels like maybe I got my money. I don't got my trash cans being banged anywhere. Maybe I'm good. So, yeah, we'll see him at Dodger Stadium. I'm going to be in the house covering that one. So expect a chorus of boos anytime he goes to the plate. We got uh, Fire Dave Roberts sign James Gammon. That's from DKM. We got Justin Lamas. This could have you th this team could have used Correa and he'd be hitting 300 in Dodger Blue, but that's ne that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean, look, I think you'd put Carlos Correa in a better lineup. Of course, he has a chance to fare better with more protection around him. Shortstop, he'd play that position for a few years, then move to third eventually. And yeah, look, you can't deny that he hits the ball as hard as anyone in the league when he's got it going. But, yeah, I mean, I think at some point you're going to see a decline, and he's just gotten off to a slow start. I mean, I wouldn't make too much of it. I think you'll see him turn things around, but I still think, I mean, imagine if you're celebrating a Carlos Correa signing right now, and that limits your chances of getting Shohei Otani. I don't think there's anyone here that would rather have Carlos Correa this year than have a chance to sign Shohei Otani for the next year. Look, sometimes when you want something really bad, you save up for it, right? You save up. You save all your pennies in your 
piggy bank and you're not able to get things right away and that sometimes it's better and more rewarding that way dkm the super mister already uh wasted i don't know what that said uh, rojas was so close to a three hit game yeah bc i mean he definitely looks so much better at the play and you can't deny it so yeah i mean i think we've kind of touched on that a few times today especially at the top of the show that yeah that's definitely something that we hope continues because it does give this team a lot more stability when he's playing that shortstop position because defensively you don't have to worry he's plug and play i mean you know he's gonna take care of business there and look even if gavin lux was at that position we don't know at this point how his defense would have looked even if he was fully healthy and would Miguel Rojas have gotten some opportunities. I think there's a chance that he could have. So, yeah, it's definitely a pleasant, pleasant sight to see him get some hits. He, like you said, he could have had a third Four-seam fastball right there didn't try to do too much to it so up in the zone get into a four seam fastball and yeah i think you're going to see and then later there in the sixth inning a nice piece of hitting there with runners on with the runners on first and second and it was O2 count and he singled on that cutter away just kind of went with it and i thought it was just a great piece of hitting there so yeah you're seeing him continue to look a little more locked in the plate and continuing to look healthier so yeah i think that is one of the biggest takeaways from this series is rojas has looked a lot better and that's going to kind of solve the shortstop position right now and kind of fortify the infield defense and you know they need that lfg dmac with the early stream what up my man nando 390 over on youtube you know i'm gonna give you a comment of the day Presented by our friends over at Hornitos, DKM. Kershaw put goat spit in the Brewers brew. That's a good one, DKM. Kershaw is awesome. Conservative Zach. Justin Kim, 2000. Let's go Dodgers. Carlos over on YouTube. Clayton was masterful in his pitching today. He's my dog of the day. DKM, DMAC just missing good stuff. <laughs> we got um, Rojas is more utility infielder than everyday shortstop Justin Lombos. Yeah, that's why they traded for him. They wanted him to be a utility infielder, a guy that can play short, a guy that can play third. Also, you can spell Freddie Freeman at first base. We know he can play first base as well. But you also, I think, traded for him with a, a possibility of – if something happened to Gavin Lux, who dealt injuries, he could step in there and he could see. <laughs> I tried to fight it off, man. Yeah, I tried to. Look, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse to me. There's nothing worse than uh, waiting for that sneeze and it doesn't come out. So couldn't avoid that. But yeah, I think also, too, you traded for him thinking that, hey, if you did need him to start at shortstop, you could get that out of him. It's not like a Hanser Alberto where you couldn't have envisioned him playing at a position in the infield for weeks at a time. He just didn't have that in him. So I definitely think that. Hey, there's a lot of, of worse options out there than having Miguel Rojas as your shortstop, especially, like I said, since he's returned from the injury, 7 for 25, hitting 280. So feeling good about Miggy Rowe at the moment. And I think, too, it's really, really a positive to have him at short with Miguel Vargas, a rookie at second base. And I think just building that chemistry and helping him along the way, all these little things. And I think that, yes, it would have been great if Gavin Lux stayed healthy and was hitting close to 300 and establishing himself as the Dodgers shortstop of the future. That would be fantastic. But I think one of the silver linings is having Miguel Rojas and Miguel Vargas and kind of having the two Miguels there in your middle of your infield, kind of having him take Vargas under his wing. I think it's going to make things easier. But uh, Tim Anderson may not even 
be a need if Miggy keeps hooping. I like how you said hooping, Darian. You're going to get a comment of the day for that. For some reason, I keep just, There we go. Uh, toss a Hornitos in there, and he'll see it. Yeah, wait, am I missing some comments of the day? Sorry, my comments lost me, but I'll try to read as many as I can, guys. But, uh, yep, guys, going to do it for this episode of the Dodgers Nation postgame show. We'll do some rapid-fire comments. I'll try to get as many as I can right now. And uh, we got Thinking Blue in Paris from Paul over on YouTube. Justin Kim, look, bro, I've been right for Freeman. Diane, can we talk about how terrible the home plate umpire was today? Strike zone was ridiculous. Yeah, Diane Schroeder. I mean, look, what more can you say? It's MLB umps. I'm absolutely numb to this at this point. And yeah, the strike zone, you saw glove side, arm side. It was wide, I think. I think the one positive, at least it was pretty consistent on both sides. But that's the good thing about having a mature pitcher like Clayton Kershaw is his command is so precise that when it's laser-like like his is, you're not you're going to get those calls, especially when you're a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. But, yeah, it's just par for the course for Major League Baseball. We need those robo-umps, or at least a challenge. But DMAC, who's carrying the Dodgers so far from Jorge? Look, I think it's been a multitude of different players. I mean, Max Muncy at one point was carrying. I mean, James Altman at one point was carrying. Will Smith, the facts back it up. When he's in that lineup, the team has a significantly better chance to win. So I think if you're going to have one player carrying your team, we know that that doesn't work. If that happens, your name's the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles, of California, of Universe of Earth, and you're not making the postseason. So you want guys to really kind of transfer that role and mix things up. And I think Mookie Betts, I mean, look, two outs Moogie Betts gets the home run off hater yesterday he gets the leadoff home run on the second pitch so different guys are caring and that's what you see with really good ball clubs but uh steven munoz watching dodgers nation while at work apologies to all your bosses out there guys you can blame it on me uh five out of six why not six out of six I like that mentality, pound for pound. But, yep, guys, that is going to do it. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at DMAC underscore LA. If you haven't yet, be sure to smash that like button over on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. If you're subscribed but you haven't hit that notification bell yet, please do that. And we're going to be back Friday, Padres series. I'm going to be covering the game Saturday, so if there's anything you want me to ask Dave Roberts on your behalf, let me know down below. BC stealing more lately is a big part of our offensive search. I think. Yeah, and BC, we've been covering that extensively. The last two weeks, the Dodgers, second most stolen bases in all of Major League Baseball, trailing just the Pittsburgh Pirates. So I've been harping on that. That Pirate series where the Pirates stole 12 bases in a course of three games, having stolen more bases that series than the Dodgers had all year, that was the wake-up call, and I think we'll look back later in the year and say that was the, the series. But here we go. Catching the post-game show live is awesome. What up, Darren Shepard? Yeah, shout out to my East Coast Dodgers Nation post game show fans that are getting to watch juice narrows is it stoner season again if noah goes on the il we've talked about that yesterday and yeah it's definitely a possibility and it makes sense in the fact that they optioned him on may 3rd and they can't call him back up until may 20th unless someone goes on the il and then stoner he pitched yesterday the efficiency wasn't there but still when it comes to the day's rest he'd be on five days rest and it would line up perfectly so i think that could be the move andre jackson's another guy you could go with that could also be a move but i think i want to see gavin stone get another opportunity unless the organization feels that hey we didn't see enough from that slider we didn't see enough fastball command we don't want to call him up again and have him have a second rough start. You don't want Stone to have a rocky start, and then you kind of hurt his confidence. So it just depends on where this organization wants to go. 
from that standpoint, but it's definitely a possibility. We got to buy DKM. But yeah, thanks, guys. As always, remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. Enjoy the rest of your day. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.